0: How are we doing everybody? Welcome back to The in My Prime Podcast. Oh man, I feel good. <laughs> I feel real good. So, last two days, um 9 and 1, 5 and I, I had a 5 and 0 day, I believe, or a 5 and 1 day, and then a 4 and 0 day yesterday. So, I'm feeling good in a good headspace. The bets have been just feeling confident. And I got four picks for today, and let me tell you guys, I fucking love these bets. Like, obviously, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably feeling good about them extra good because of the recent success. But, guys, I got four plays. I actually have a one-and-a-half unit play under. So, I rarely make one-and-a-half unit plays. And um, I am absolutely in love with this under. So, let's get into it. Um, first play, should I start off with the big mama? I think I'm going to start off with the big mama. Okay. First play I have is one-and-a-half units. On Nick Claxton under 28.5 PRA. So let me quick check on current lines. Cause honestly, guys, this one is like good down to like a lot. This one is like really good down to a lot. Um, Nick Claxton. So let's see, best available odds. Okay, so there's 28 and a half at minus 145 at Caesars, and then there's uh 27 and a half uh, like elsewhere. So perfectly good. Honestly, I probably still go one and a half units. At 27 and a half. I just absolutely love this play. Alright, first one, Nick Claxton. So, Ben Simmons, he's back. He's coming off the bench. Um, Last game, the Nets selected to completely stagger the minutes. Which makes sense because (laughs) uh, Ben and clax they both can't shoot. They both can't space the floor. So, Ben, he played 18 minutes in his first game back. He was really good, by the way, so... Uh, fuck the haters. He was really good, by the way. But um, he played eighteen minutes in his first game back, and with ramping up guys, uh, it's called ramping up for a reason, right? So you play eighteen minutes in your first game, maybe you shoot for like twenty or so this year, which is what I would project. Um, so but like I said, man, he played if he played eighteen minutes in the first game, um, they seem to be all like stints, like five minutes stints ish. So very clearly, it was like planned that way. Um. yeah, so if Ben's going to be playing 18 minutes at minimum, and he's not going to share the floor with Klax at all, he, like Ben's playing the backup five, um, 30 minutes should be an absolute ceiling here for Klaxman, and that's like, like, what if they just don't want to have, what if the Suns, they take Nurkic off the floor, there's, which is very possible because Nurkic's always in foul trouble, he's often a liability. In a small ball t- uh, team like the Nets, like, um, it would make sense if like Nurkic is even on the floor in the fourth quarter or something, so uh, there's just, like, a lot of, like, outs here, I think, uh, for Claxton, like, to play, like, shit minutes, but especially less than 30. 30 seems like an actual, absolute floor. Uh, this line is high because, so, prior to Ben Simmons coming back, uh, Dayron Sharp, the backup center, who has also been out. So, Claxton, like, he's been playing massive minutes. Um, so, w- without uh, Ben and Dayron Sharp, he was averaging 35.8 minutes, like, and that happened right before Ben came back. So, he was playing massive minutes. His lines are super high. But with 30, 30 minutes or less this year, he's under 28.5 PRA in 19 out of 21 games. And he's under 25.5 PRA in 18 out of 21 games as well. And like you can look at the Suns' matchup. It's not even really a good matchup either. Um, they allow the 10th fewest points in the paint last 15 games. And for rebounding, they allow the 3rd fewest rebounds per game to centers the last 15 games. And they just allow the 8th fewest rebounds per game overall. So, not a good matchup even, and this line is just super, super overreactive to his recent minutes, but his minutes are going to start trending down severely. Uh, it's a great fade, great spot, the Bucks have not caught on to this yet, um, and this is why it's one and a half units. I haven't really looked at Twitter today, <clears throat> but I assume that once people start to post their props, <clears throat> or maybe they see my my play, once I post this after the podcast, um I think it's going to become really public, and it really should be, man. Like, this is, like, an awesome, awesome underbed. So, 1.5 units on Claxton under 28.5 PRA. Next up, all right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I need to check what the current odds are on this, because this was, like, a late-night FanDuel snipe. Uh, FanDuel sometimes is, like, weird, bro. Like, they <laughs> they really, like, sometimes just put stuff off market. Like, at the time when I was looking at it, I was about to play Fox. So, I'll play deer and Fox over 4.5 assists. I played it at minus 130 at FanDuel. Um, But, yeah, when I was looking at it, it was 145s everywhere. And I was about to play it anyways. But I was just going to... So, I'm a risk to win a unit better, right? And when it's, like, very juicy stuff like this, I always just choose to... um, I usually tend to, like, risk 1.3 units to win... I don't exactly know what it was. It's, like, 0.9 units or something. So... um, Current odds on this Fox play, you can get minus 145 at Caesars, minus 145 at MGM, minus 150 at DK, minus 150 at 365. That's all good, bro. Like, I, I like it all there. I would play it there. But if you're a risk to win a unit better, um, just risk 1.3 units at max. That's what I would do, at least. It's, like, not worth it to lose one and a half units on a single play um, when you're when you're not, when you're only risking to win one unit, and obviously if you're just a risk one unit uh, better, then it's all good. Then just keep on doing what you're doing. But yeah, so Fox over four and a half assists, completely playable at current odds. Um, th- I see really good value here. Like the Heat, they're a t- they're they're like a take the top guy away from you team, and Fox, he's obviously like the best scorer on the team by a wide, wide margin. Clearly the number one option, and. I think the books are starting to to catch on to the Heat's defensive scheme because De'Aaron has a 25 and a half point line, which is a uh, very low for him. We don't really see that all that often. So Fox, he's over four and a half assists in 24 out of 34 games with at least 34 minutes, and he averages like 36 minutes on the year. So like he plays a ton of minutes, just kind of filtering out massive bloats and all that. Um, he averages six assists on the year in games with 30 or more minutes. Um, I don't know how relevant this is, but it's worth noting, Like Fox, he's been like the top option. He's been the guy in Sacramento for a while. And obviously, Coach Bo, he's been the Heat coach forever, so scheme-wise, like it could make sense that they've been running the same defensive scheme on Fox for a while. Uh, he's cleared four and a half assists in six straight games versus a Heat. He had five assists uh, with five assists, six assists, ten assists, six assists, eight assists, and eight assists. So... Um, yeah, like I said, man, I don't know how relevant that is, but, um, yeah, same coach in Miami. Uh, he's been the guy for a while, so could be relevant. Uh, also he had five assists last year versus the heat. However, he did have 13 potential assists. That's a really good, uh, potential assist number. So yeah. Um, we look at some recent like top option guards against the heat. Uh, Devin Booker had seven assists, which, um, his assists have been really down since Beale came back. So that's a pretty good game for him. Jalen Brunson had eight, uh, Randall played. That's a pretty good game. Uh, DeJounte had 11 without Trey Young, which is a really good game for him. Lamelo only had five, but he did have 12 potential assists. So, and he was also playing pretty limited minutes back from that ankle injury. And then we saw Shea have eight, which is a really good game for him. So those are like all like the recent top option guards. Like I got in Skip Nolan, uh, who have played Miami and also Rogier in that Lamelo game had seven assists. So, uh, there's that as well. So yeah, man, all in all, uh, four and a half assist line. That's very low for him. Um, heat their defensive scheme it is to take away top options and it favors playmaking heavily for those guys rather than scoring so love fox here like i said man it's juice now uh, a late night fan duel at minus 130 but at minus 145 minus 150 just make sure that if you're a risk to win one unit better that you're only risking 1.3 units all right uh next play. uh this is very very square of me uh, it's going to be very popular, probably is already very popular, but like I said, man, I haven't really checked Twitter. I try to not do that shit, like, overnight lines, um, like, with overnight, I just don't like, I don't like my betting, like, what I'm betting being influenced by what I see on Twitter, and also, I don't like, like, I feel guilty to an extent if I, like, seeing other people on plays first, and then I play them, considering, like, I have subscribers and stuff. And, like, obviously those subscribers probably follow other people on Twitter and see the plays already. So I really try to make sure that – I really try to look – not look at people's plays when I'm doing my own research for my own picks. So, yeah, like I said, getting back to the play, um, it's a very square play. I went with Damian Lillard over 31.5 points and assists. That was minus 110 at MGM. Um, Let me quick get up the current odds for that. Lillard. So points and assists for him. Uh, it's at 32.5 and minus 110 at DK. And then it starts to get a little bit juicy at other places. Uh, still a play at DK. Uh, at minus 130 at MGM. Minus 125 at 365. Still a play there too, even though it's uh, one number up. But yeah, I like that. One. Still there. So obviously, first game back in Portland. Uh, things like this matter, man. It's an 82-game season. It's like a very emotional game. Uh, we know he's going to be locked in. We know he's going to be aggressive. I mean, he spent his whole career in Portland in his first game back there, and honestly, dude, like, I could be wrong here, but I really don't think I am. Uh, his teammates should and very likely will put his put the ball in his hand more than usual. I mean, they understand what's going on. Um, they want him to have a good game. Obviously, he's very, very a very capable player. He's not like no scrub or anything. Um, so yeah, man. I just expect the ball to be in his hand more than usual. Expect him to be very aggressive. Expect him to be locked in for this one. Uh, it's a slightly low line for Dame, anyways, especially given the matchup. I mean, he's cleared this line in 24 out of 44 games straight up. And Portland, as we know, they're not a good defense. <laughs> like, like you get, we're getting. So okay, hold up. I'm just gonna read stats. <laughs> Last 15 games, Trailblazers. They have the eighth most points per game, sixth most assists per game. They rank seventh in defensive rating. I mean, Dame's a three level scorer. He can do it all. Like, so, just, this is, Portland defense is not good. Um, On the year, Dame averages a 28% usage rate, and he averages 17.4 shots per game. Uh, In my opinion, in my opinion, it is fair to project that he's, that he'll have above average usage rate, and and he'll clear his average in field goal attempts. Just given the spot, given in Portland, I think that's a fair projection to make. So, like I said, 28% usage rate, 17.4 shots per game. When he has a 26% or more usage rate and 15 or more shots per game, and 15 or more field goal attempts. He's cleared this line in 18 out of 23 games this year. So, yeah, uh, obviously the narrative also kind of makes it a big game for Portland as well. Um, It's going to be a packed house in there. And even with the 9.5 points spread in this one, I think that uh, it's just like, they're going to be locked in, they're going to play a good game at home, and I really do think that the game's going to be somewhat close, so yeah man, just like, I mean dude, like, just given the spot, (laughs) like Dame, there's no way that Dame should have a pot, like a above 50% hit rate on this prop against a shitty defense in a spot like this, so like I said, very square, Um, play will be very popular, but it just makes too much sense. All right, uh, fourth and final play. I just locked this in recently, so I'm not even going to check the odds. They should be all the same. Um, I played Jalen Green over four and a half rebounds, minus 120 at DK. And I know this prop seems like very random at first, but I think this one's like an absolute fucking gem. Like, <laughs> like when I looked into it and I started researching on Twitter and stuff, um, like this just feels like a very, very good bet. So his last three games, uh, Green has pulled down 10, 10, and 12 rebounds. I mean, we just need five, like 10, 10, and 12, uh, including 10, 9, and 9 defensive rebounds. Uh, defensive rebounds are are sustainable for guards. Like offensive aren't, um, unless you're like an offensive rebounder, which uh, Jalen Green is not, uh, they're not sustainable. So it's good seeing 10, 9, and 9 defensive rebounds in those last three games. Uh, his minutes have also just been trending up. He's been playing, he's been giving good effort. He's been playing good ball. Um, he's had 30, 32, 39 28 in a massive blowout win against the Hornets, 33 and 41 minutes um, the last five games. So this is like the big thing though here. This is like the part of the write up that makes this bet an absolute gem. Uh, Ime Udoka on on Jalen Green's defensive effort on the glass after last game. He said this, and this is per M Shap two on Twitter. Um, this is Ime. We showed him a lot of film, uh, kind of standing around and watching. It's an effort and focusing, and he's really bought into it lately. Uh, so that's Imei just praising him, uh, mentioning that he's showed DeLong Green film about how he needs to be a good rebounder. Uh, and before this the 10-plus uh, rebound stretch, he had a game with zero rebounds. So like, I'm like 100% sure that all this film, all this getting in his ear about rebounding was after that game. Um, so yeah, just kind of lines up with the timeline. So I went back and watched film, Uh, If you guys want to watch film on rebounding on anything, basically, uh, just search up on YouTube the player you want to watch and then all possessions versus the team that you want to watch them play against. So for me, I searched up Jalen Green, all possessions versus the Lakers because that was the most recent game. And like his rebounding completely passes the eye test. Um, His rebounds lately have just been like easy defensive rebounds that are just like effort rebounds, like turning around when the shot goes up and going for the ball. Like, just completely, completely passes his eye test. He's obviously athletic as hell. He's, like, six six, can jump out of the gym. So, like, these are just easy, easy rebounds for him. And, like, like I said, man, if you guys want to watch it yourself, just search up Jalen Green, all possessions versus either the Lakers, the Nets, Hornets, those are the three games when he's been snagging. Um, Jalen Green, like I said, been getting a lot more minutes recently. Um, he's cleared this line in 15 out of 25 games with 30 or more minutes anyways. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I think he's locked into that with his recent play. But, yeah, like, hit rate, it's not important here. Like, what's important to me here is that um, his attentions on the defensive glass have been completely different, and his his coach, his head coach, the one who determines his playing time, is the one who's getting on his ass about it and showing him film. So, yeah, um, since he may, like, he clearly wants Jalen Green to be a rebounder, um, even if Jalen Green starts off lazy on the the glass, since he cares about it, um, there's always a chance that, like, timeout... Jalen, what the hell are you doing? Like, gets in his ear about it. Like, you need to fucking rebound. So, uh, even if he gets off slow on the glass, I think that that's always that's in um, on the table. So, yeah. And then, lastly, the matchup. Uh, so, the Pelicans, they are an above-average rebounding team, for sure. But, matchup-wise, I do like it. So, you're going to have Fred Van Vliet, likely, on CJ McCollum. Good point of attack defender. Dylan Brooks, another good point of attack defender. Should take either... Ingram or maybe even Zion because Brooks is kind of a big body. And that leaves Jabari Smith, another good defender. He'll either be on Ingram or Zion. So one of the two. Uh, I can very, feel very good about that. And then obviously, uh, Sengun will take Jonas Valanciunas. So that means um, Pelicans, they have one guy in their starting lineup who has very low usage, very low shot attempts. That's Herb Jones, given that Jalen Green's probably the worst defender. Um, actually, he is the worst defender in the starting lineup. He should be on a low usage Herb Jones, which is great for defensive rebounding because you don't have to play much defense. You're in weak side help a lot. Your man's just in the corner or slightly above the break. And when another Pelican shoots the ball, Jalen Green can just go and crash the glass. So it's a very good individual matchup for him rebounding. So yeah, man, over four and a half rebounds, man. I will be keeping my eye on this prop because if Jalen Green is actually completely bought in on rebounding, and you get some decent matchups, like halfs might just be an absolute smash. Maybe even halfs at this point, because his rebounding has been insane. So, I mean, hidden gem, I think, Jalen Green over 4.5 rebounds. Minus 120 at DK. So, yeah, guys, I absolutely fucking love this board, man. Um, I will definitely have some more plays coming. Obviously, there's a lot of injury news. It's a massive slate, so we'll have more plays coming, but... These are the four free plays for podcast and Twitter. And to recap, it's 1.5 units on Nick Claxton, under 28.5 PRA, minus 120 at FanDuel. De'Aaron Fox, over 4.5 assists, minus 130 at FanDuel. That is good at the juice. Like I said, just make sure you're following the guidelines. Uh, Damian Lillard, over 31.5 points and assists, minus 110 at MGM. And then Jalen Green, over 4.5 rebounds, minus 120 at DK. So you have 1.5 unit under... Hopefully this goes good, and I'm feeling real good about this. So, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank you guys for staying with me through the highs and lows. It means a lot. And, yeah, you guys have a good one. Best of luck on your bets. Oop. little burp. Best of luck on your bets today.